0: fill her up you're listening to the gas digital network
1: Yo, we're back, we're black, we're here, and we are two hacks. <laughs> one of us used to be fat. Now one of us is still kind of fat. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that? Yo.
2: Woo! Wow. Old school
1: rap. Hell yeah, doggy. Welcome to Yama May Rap. It's your boy, Louis J. Gomez, presented by Yo Kratom. Shout out to Yo Kratom. Without them, nothing would be possible here at the network. Nothing would be
2: possible in life. Home of the $60 kilo, the great Dave Smith is here. What's up, kid? I'm excited to be here. I'm excited for this uh, episode. Me
1: too. I, I need a pen, folks. I need a pen, folks. Uh, can I say also, uh, Vic, uh, the great Vic Mysterio is here. Hello, hello. Vic told Vic said, full disclosure, in the notes this week, he was like, guys, let's get right into MMA. He can't, he doesn't want our banter. He, he thinks that what we're doing... Nah, Vic, the banter is what makes the show. Yeah, dude, the banter is what makes us different than everybody else. Vic, if we're just talking about are MMA... You, are you gonna... Are you going to call me pig vomit again? I, Are we going to go with
0: this
2: I, this narrative? No I one, did not. No one was even thinking of that horrific term. But now that you brought it up. <laughs> that is weird that you would say that because it is a pig vomitesque type of thing. Oh, you want to watch an MMA show where they go right into the MMA and they talk about what happened. Maybe break it down a little bit. Now we make you wait. Yeah, do we? Just, Twenty minutes of nonsense. Twenty minutes of just shooting the shit. Me and Dave are. Oh, catching are you thinking up. about quite possibly the greatest moment in the history of mixed martial arts that just happened? Yeah, we'll get to it. Is that the greatest we'll moment that's in the history of mixed talk. martial arts? Let's see. We're gonna well, come up with our moments of the history
1: of mixed martial arts. Coopaloop, uh, do me a favor. Pull up the top five moment, uh, top five moments. No, no, in no. History of mixed martial arts. I don't want to
2: know what Coop thinks are the top five moments. Yeah, but Fuck we that. can pred- hold on. We, we let's make ours. And make our cases for why. Fine, we'll make our cases.
1: And Coop, you can do it too, just for fun. But we're going to say that's not it, though. So don't pick any of mine. Yeah. Thanks. Vic, could do it too. And Natalie, I want you to pick today. I want you to pick your your top moment in the history of mixed martial arts. I want to hear Natalie describe
2: it. I'm gonna. I'll give you my five. You know, five off off the top of your head. You know, five. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could do it if I had to wing it.
1: You really could. You do. You do have amazing memory.
2: Well, I was damaged by years and years of pot smoking, but I've I've got decent recall. You know what it's awesome? It's just I, I to you I seem like I have a great memory because you're always very stoned at the moment that I'm remembering something, and you're just like, Bro, no way. What were we just talking about? <laughs> oh, we were just talking about memory. You go.
1: Dude, that's incredible. Whoa. You have a great memory. Yeah, you remember. You got a great memory. <laughs> so I think you're some type of genius or something, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, I still
2: toke, smoke tons of pot. I still toke it, I still smoke it. It's listen, pot has i uh, I I'd say as someone who smoked a lot of pot for many years, there are positives. Uh but there are some negatives and one of them is it definitely does fuck with your uh memory.
1: You see, for me, I would be I feel like I would be walking around in an anxious state. And I think that that is, it's better for me to be a little bit medicated. Because I walk around regularly. If anyone knows this about me, I'm very, very high at all times. At this point, I take dabs, okay? And Dave, you never even. D- Just D- to get you normal. Dave's, Dave's old school. Dave dipped out a pot. Like once in a while, you'll took like, a, and it's got to be like a joint with some fucking like, you know, weak weed in it. He's got to be like, oh, you know, I don't want any of that new stuff. <laughs> He's a very. <laughs> From the 70s. You know, the joints of smoking today are different than the ones we were smoking. <laughs> when I was a kid, a nickel bag costs a nickel. <laughs> uh, no, Dave, you don't. You really dipped out. I dabbed the, a time or two. You have dabbed a time but or two. But if you
2: remember our good friend uh, who's, I shouldn't say, oh, well, Mick is what we called him. I, that's not even his real name. But uh, who I love. Um, He's a boxing he, trainer. He uh, he would always tell me, he goes, because you could have been a contender. Yeah. And I was like, "It's true. I could have been. Could have been a Get container. up, you son of a bitch! <laughs> um, you took too many dabs. <laughs> no, he started having dabs way before anyone else did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, well, you know, I've, I've, I've been around. Yeah. But the game has changed a lot yeah. since I've been out. It is well. That was one of the things these politicians are saying, right?
1: They're like, "Fucking," or, or I heard something in the news about weed has gotten so strong now that it's like getting people like addicted. It's a different thing. I don't know yeah, if that's any. That true. was that
2: was happening for a long time. That like yeah, as soon as fucking weed got a little bit legalized in a little bit in a few places, and like it wasn't just like Mexicans fucking smuggling weed from across the border, and you had like this dirt weed and shit, and there were actually like people who understood the science of growing and shit could do it. Then yeah, the weed got way better. Like I don't know, that Dude. happened right away. That happened, but that happened even once they just like decriminalized it in like California and Colorado because then that shit started leaking well, out. Yeah. You know no, well, yeah, I mean? well, that happened... Like, I, I, into I, I, the black I watched markets. that happen in Jamaica, right?
1: Jamaican weed was fucking dirt you buy on the beach. Then they made it legal yeah. and then... You go to the dispensaries now, and it's not as is it legal in uh, Jamaica now? It's uh,
2: medicinally, yeah. Okay. So when you go, there's these like because that's what happens is then the legal weed leaks out into the street, even if it leaks out into the black market. So even if it's someone selling you it illegally, if they got it from a legal grower, it's all the black market in Jamaica. Everything's
1: the black market. Welcome to the black market. market.
2: We have the black market (laughs) and the super black market.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Paco. Thank you. Yeah. uh, The the first time I bought weed, it was dirt as weed. Was that the first time you smoked weed? Was is it shit, or was it good? Um, it must have been shit. Look at Vic Lew- banging his head against the wall right now, furious that we're not talking about these fights. Hey, Paco, Paco, can you can you throw this hot coffee in your own face and uh, hurt yourself with it? Because I wanted a little bit of French vanilla creamer.
2: Don't you put that in before you throw it in your face? <laughs> Make it cooler. <laughs>
1: It'll
0: cool it off. Take away from the sting. Yeah, you know what's, what, what's French vanilla
2: creamer? What? That knockout that happened the other day. That's the equivalent on. of one. No, can we choke? Can can tr- we, can we ease into it, Vic? That's right. It was like being knocked out when you had to smoke that dirt weed in Jamaica. Lewis, continue. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> is that French vanilla creamer?
1: What is that? Is that what you put in before? Yeah. You put this in. Yeah. You're a liar, Paco.
2: <laughs> Paco, why are you lying to me, dude? What? What's the point of lying? Paco, are you a liar? I was comfortable with you being a rapist, but I will not tolerate a liar. There will be no liars on this staff. Paco hasn't raped. We should point that out.
1: You can't just say that sometimes. Paco—that's a good point. Paco has allegedly no. Paco was canceled for raping, and he did admit to being a rapist. But if you really go into that with a fine tooth, that gun, wouldn't hold up in court no for way. a conviction. It would be—it would be enough to go to trial. It would hold up in certainly hold up in Guy Court. <laughs> Judge Dan Soder, you better pray
2: you get guy court.
1: Yeah, dude. Baca, you get guy court, you're getting off on all those charges, doggy. It's like, come
2: on. This is a heinous crime, and I have no option but to put you away for two weeks. It was an anus crime, technically. <laughs> Hell yeah, folks. You didn't want this banter, Vic. Vic, we you didn't want all that, that dude. Moment. Anus crime. An heinous anus crime. crime. Uh...
1: I made
0: I made it worse by making a request and and I, I left it up to you guys and this is what should have Well, been we're going to get to it. You think it's we're not, not like going to talk? about We
2: will we will cover no, I,
0: what happened. I believe in you guys. There's just some other people that like to watch the show every week but
1: complain about everything and Who... I just wanted to have a little test. No, can I can I can I, can I say something? And please in the in the YouTube comments, please leave your comment and let us know if you like the banter up top
2: or if you fucking don't And let me like tell you the something, if you don't like the banter there will be more Yeah, we'll double down on the banter. Because you do not control me.
1: Yeah, if you don't like the banter, that's fine. Let us know. Uh, you know but I, I will tell, tell you right now, like my assumption is that you are reading three or four shitty comments. There's a thousand other comments having nothing to do with the banter. Everyone's just engaged with the show. I see Natalie chiming in. What happened? To the that? three comments are Vic on his three burner
0: accounts.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah, Natalie!
2: Damn, Thanks, Vic! Natalie, you're really helping out a lot here at this point. V Mysterio sixty nine <laughs> says, "Enough with the banter. Just get to the analysis you, and let Vic talk more."
0: By the way, you you nailed that handle. At some point, there was something
2: pretty similar to that.
1: <laughs> um. All right, so. Whatever, I guess we'll fucking skip the banter if doesn't like it.
2: Well, by the way, I do (laughs) think, I would just say my one last thing about the banter I will say is that all that talk about being like, well, I'm better on the weed, I'm self-medicating, every time you quit weed, I know you because I've been with you throughout. Every time you quit don't weed, you, you go, point your fucking Jew fingers go, at me?
1: Hey, yeah.
2: Oh
1: my God, he almost touched oh, me with it. So you, uh, have,
2: you have a little schmutz on your nose. Oh my God, dude, yeah. I, I feel heat coming off of it. Uh, my mother was right, dude. Every time you quit, you go, dude, I got to just get off weed. I'm so much better off of it. So, hey, Natalie, just pull up the
1: notes for everybody to look at if you could just for yeah, a Yeah, I didn't well, even
0: know I had a shortcut for that. There's
2: the show. There we go. <laughs>
1: All right, fine. Let's fucking, by get the way, it. we don't that, even have that to. That was
0: we, solid banter, by the way. I just want to give you guys
1: credit. That was, was. solid banter. It was very It was good. pretty decent banter, doggy. And bad. you're right. I have, every time I have quit weed, I have felt as if I was better off of it. Um, it doesn't mean you have to turn into a preachy fucking asshole, Dave. I don't think I did. Okay. I'm better when I don't abort my babies,
2: too. There's I'm a not, lot of things. I'm not preaching to you for. Throwing your life away on drugs. I'm just saying, Dave. You maybe do you, you. I realize the more you get into
1: this whole libertarian thing. I think mm. he, it seems like this is a new thing you're into. The the more well, I dabble, the more you get into it. The more you start dressing like a youth pastor. No, I'm I not just I guess you. I'm did. not <laughs> here to
2: save your soul. I'm just telling you, if you want your soul to be saved, you will embrace all this. <laughs> you're gonna roll up your sleeves, and <laughs> you're dressed like a goddamn stone fucking native in some island somewhere. A stone native. This is a fucking nice shirt right here. Yeah, it's 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 the nicest shirt that you could afford if you grew up on a beach. That you couldn't afford to
1: live on. Um, but first of all, I bought some new clothing for my trip to Italy, and I'm getting some nice Italian-looking
2: styles. Okay, well, that is one that would, of them. That's. I don't think that's an Italian-looking style. Maybe it's just on you. It all looks Puerto Rican, Victor.
0: I just want to say that we're uh, we're trying to confront you here. This is an intervention. We're ba- all here to let you know, Louis, that you have problems. Uh, the banter. Not, the banter Italy's, turned. Italy's mean. not going to solve it.
1: I'm going to go visit. I'm going to go visit the Intervention. in <laughs> the Rome. Intervención. In the Intervención. It's right next to the Pantheon. <laughs> still sounds Spanish, Pantheon. Still, still sounds so Pretty Spanish. Good. I can. First of all, I can say my phone number in Italian. You want to hear it? I don't know if you want to put your phone number
2: out oh, there. Oh, shit. I'll say, Are I'll you say that retarded? Your, I'll say your phone number. Were you number? about to fucking just give out your phone number? <laughs> a three, a four, a seven. <laughs> Not even in Italian. Just with an accent. <laughs> two, a oh, one, I, a two. I
1: don't know. Give me a two. I really was about to say. You were just doing
2: Count Dracula. I don't even uh, think.
1: One, two. Or the count,
2: the count from Sesame three. Street. Ha, ha,
1: ha. No, that was the the owl that bit the tootsie pop. Oh yeah, right. banter, Vic. It's called Vic fucking were banter. bantering, motherfucker. No, I'm, I'm, Sit I'm down. And let us banter, doggy. <laughs> 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 also, my banter is just word association. <laughs> I just start saying what comes to mind. If you let me go and you uh, don't reel me in, I'll
2: just word associate. But he can keep going. He can go forever. Please. All right, fine. Let's talk MMA. Please. Let's do. Let's talk about the main event, and then let's do our fucking five moments. Okay. Our favorite our best five moments in the history of uh I don't have COVID anymore. Of UFC. Yeah. I'm risking a lot by being in this room with you. Um so let's just, what let's do you talk say? Best about Best
1: moments or most exciting moments. What do you mean by whatever best? whatever that means Ooh, to you? Ooh, leave it for interpretation. Whatever that means to you. Natalie is thinking, trying to find moments with women's like crotches being fucking smashed into the camera, I bet. To yeah. a lesbian. That's what they like. Misha Tate's nip slip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That exists, right? I think so. All right, Dave, real quick. Let's take a moment and thank YoKratom.com for supporting today's show. Yo kratom, home of the $60 Kilo. They support everything we do uh, right here at the Gas Digital Network. They're the marquee sponsor for this show, the marquee sponsor for Skankfest. We love
2: com. They are the greatest people in the world, and that is regardless of how you feel about Kratom. But if you like Kratom, you should try it. Yeah, you really should, guys. And if you like us- you should try Kratom. If you like Kratom already and like us. And if you like us, you probably like Kratom. You probably like Kratom. Let's get real, guys. Get it from Kratom.com.
1: Home of the $60 kilo. Don't buy it anywhere else. We're going to pay an arm and a leg for it. Get it from Kratom.com. All right. Where were we? Uh, okay. Main event. Uh, all right. UFC 278. Holy shit. Usman Edwards. First of all, also, let me point this out. I did get on the broadcast once again. I cracked the code. You're doing it, motherfucker. And now code. they're coming
2: to you. They're they're, they know. they're like Lewis brings the heat. They know. Wow, what a bunch of competitors out there, <laughs> really competing at the
1: highest level. <laughs> my my tweet was something like that. I mean, I knew it was going to get on. I knew there's no way it wasn't going to get on. Do, do you have the tweet? It was from Saturday night. Looking. Yeah, it's the only one that I tweeted that night. That, that's by the way, that's... these two athletes are at the pinnacle of the sport, <laughs> each giving it a hundred and ten percent. Coop, whatever happens in this fight, the winner are the fans. I didn't, I didn't tweet that much on Saturday night. Maybe a couple tweets. Coop, it's fucking crazy. He's freaking out. It's fine. It doesn't even matter. You got it? All right. He's freaking out in the booth right now. He sure is. Right here. No, that's the uh, the flyer for the depraved, Coop.
2: All uh, right there. That's pretty cool. They put the flyer for the depraved. Yeah, right uh, on the uh, UFC. UFC. Pretty screen. great
1: advertisement right there. Yeah, Dave, you can read it.
2: Wow. And that is literally why this is the greatest sport in the world any given second <laughs> I to got I the wrong hashtag
1: <laughs> this is how this is how much the, they want me that got on that got on yeah, the, the wrong, With the
2: wrong I, I would have thought the wrong
1: hashtag i know afterwards wrong. i was like fuck dude and then i was like they're not going to put it on and then sure enough um yeah well it was uh it but like right, coop incredible. if you want your tweet tell me a good tweet i'll tweet it it's got to be just vanilla dude fucking it, oh yeah gotta, if you have a good tweet by the way it can't be good No, it's good, it's gotta be, it's gotta be, when I say good, it's gotta be complete sentences and it's gotta have a thought. It can't be provocative, it can't be you can't curse in it. It's gotta be so so just like general observations about the fight or like predictions? Maybe about the day. Like the the more general the better. I gotta be honest with you.
2: Found a discount on eggs today. (laughs) Hashtag UFC two (laughs) forty seven. They weren't (laughs) organic, but still.
1: You just say, like, normal phrases, like, in life, you know? How about these gas prices? (laughs) You win some, you lose some. (laughs) Hashtag UFC 278. Something about, like, warriors or gladiators. Like, these are gladiators. They're true. Facing off. They are true warriors. Uh, So, yeah, got on the broadcast once again, which is pretty nice. Um, Shout out to the UFC and whoever over there looks at me as a fucking celebrity, because...
2: You're a big deal. Sort You're a big to deal to someone there.
1: Uh, so look, all right, look, let's talk about, let's talk about the beginning of the fight. Okay, even the, forget the end just for a second. Okay, okay. Leon Edwards, Kamara Usman, two. You know, I, I think mostly everyone, except for Harrington. I know Harrington came out and picked Leon Edwards. Everyone was saying, look, Kamaru Usman looks like he's on a new level. And Leon Edwards looked like he was on a new level before leading up to the fight. And his training looked good. He looked like he was going to be a fucking killer in this fight, dude. And that first round, he came out and he caught him with a fucking takedown. Um, Leon Edwards caught Kamaru Usman with a takedown, and it was like, oh, my God, dude. It was like...
2: What? Now, and Leon Edwards is very good with those takedowns from the clinch, like those type of takedowns, mm-hmm. but I don't think any of us thought no he was it. pulling that off on Kamaru Usman. No one saw that So happen. that was kind of surprising. It was the first time technically on record that Kamaru Usman was taken down, right? And not only took him down, but took him down, uh, took his back, got a body triangle, body triangle was really was controlling cool. him.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, we're talking about maybe a 10 eight round when you consider how much I mean he, look he was he had he, that's a bit of a stretch I, I I think. I, 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 how stretch. how
2: long was he on his back for I don't know it's a bit of a stretch to give him a 10 eight but he won the round I he think, won the clearly. round handily I mean he just dominated the round right he, he won the round um you know then, now I, can I just say almost before we mention the, and go any further because it a mate dude the fucking altitude was a major factor throughout the night. yeah, And I know they mentioned it a lot and go like, oh, it could be a lot of different things, it could, but I'm telling you, every single fight that night, it seemed like I saw guys getting tired way quicker than you ever see ufc fighters in modern day. it almost was like a throwback to like oh you remember back in the day in ufc sometimes guys just didn't train that good or they just weren't in that good of shape like nowadays they've figured out these training camps but back in the day guys would just gas like they'd look great in the first round and then just come out like their hands down to their side yeah Yeah. you remember old mark coleman literally just he's like look i'm not even gonna fight you like this anymore i'm just gonna fight you like this and kind of win it it is nicer
1: yeah, when you're, you're tired dude. Really to this to this is a
2: big fucking difference. Leaning a lot of leaning yeah. on knees oh, yeah. we saw throughout the night. Um but that but it did seem like in the second round already, Leon Edwards, who's known for having really good cardio, very good cardio, uh in the second round already seemed like he was slowing down. Um and and then after the second round, he was visibly tired for the rest of the fight.
1: You know, I I, I was I don't necessarily know that it was a, a cardio issue. It, it, no, it, no, not a
2: cardio issue. I'm saying it's
1: an altitude issue. An altitude issue. issue. I know by the way, I, he I said, know I,
2: just to say Leon Edwards said after the fight too. He said he, the altitude was really I know up. he
1: who which one of them trains in, in Denver? Um Kumura, right? And then I guess yeah. Leon came out a few weeks before the fight yeah. to train to get acclimated. You know, Leon Edwards, more than anything else, dude. After that second round, he just seemed to mentally not be there. Well, that's for he, sure. And I remember it was one of the commentators said in between. the I think it was maybe the third and the fourth round. It might even be between the fourth and fifth, where he was like, "It was Dean Thomas." I think it was. They went. To, they went to Dean, and he was talking about. He was like,
2: "Dude, he's he's checked out." He was like, he wouldn't "He's look not his even looking at the corner." Yeah, dude, he won't look his cornerman in the eye. And they were, and they weren't giving him. You know, the corner wasn't giving him like technical advice. They were like trying to hype him up to yeah. not quit. They were like trying to be like. You it know, seemed like, like dude, he was like, just broke. You gotta want this. He, well, he, it, it seemed I like he was broken. In that, the
1: fight. The, after that first round, he was like, he was like, dude, I had that was my that was it, right? And then Kimo- he had no answers for Kamara in the second. round. It seemed round. like he
2: kind of felt like, you know, I caught him by surprise with that clinch takedown. Yeah, Kamara Usman kind of adjusted. He won the second round. and then round, started taking him down, then with, taking with, him with, down with, easily. Yeah, then takes him down in the second. Takes him down again in the third. Is wh- and it just felt like, oh no, he figured out what your secret was. You're not really going to be able to make this guy fight at your range.
1: Well, and the, He's the gonna- pace that Kamaro was also bringing as well. That it was like it was like, oh shit, that first round he was
2: able to compete, but then Kamaro was able to just pull ahead and just come at him with this Kamaru, fucking relentless pace. Kamaro was doing things I've never seen him do before. Like this is Kamaro Usman gets better every fucking fight, and yeah. as no matter what happened in this finish, there Kamaro Usman was the best Usman we've. Ever seen yeah. in that fight? He was putting him up against the cage and ripping to the fucking body. He was doing things that were like really like, ooh, this dude is fucking really good, man. Yeah. And he was, I think, sapping the life out of him, sapping the will out of him. He look, look, what happened up until the end of this fight was Kamaro Usman. He lost the first round, won the next three, was winning the the, the fourth, fifth, round. The, four, the fifth round. Oh, um, him. uh, he was outclassing him. He was showing he was just like on a different level, and it was a. It, this was, I, I would say, one of the the craziest moments I've ever seen in MMA. Where everyone, the announcers included, everyone watching included, was already thinking about what the implications of Kamara Usman winning this fight were. They were all talking about like, "Oh, this sends Leon Edwards back. This is what he did wrong." I remember I was thinking in my head where I was like, "Man, he's really like now twice lapped everyone in the division. Now he's beaten." Uh, Masvidal twice, and fucking Colby Covington twice, and Leon Edwards twice, and you're like, fuck, what does the division even yeah. do now? Like, if he moves up, whoever you're giving. Kamar was talking about skipping 185 and moving up to 205, yeah. you're like, well, I guess that's
1: what we got to do, right? Yeah. I mean, it's we like... all do. We all. <laughs> you forget, were there. Forget, don't blink. Like we all were. Like, like we, dude. I, I mean, I. I stopped
2: paying attention to that moment. Like, the moment that it happened, I was sort of like, I was you know, a little bit tired. It was, I, I don't know if I've ever seen a knockout like that before where it quite had the reaction of, look, look I uh, I can't remember if it was Rogan or DC, but one of them said, or maybe it was like the two of them going back and forth said, with about two minutes left, they go, they go, Kamara Usman could just coast here and win the fight. And then and I think not. it was DC who goes, yeah. but he won't. He won't. He'll keep pressuring him because that's Usman. He'll keep pressuring him. And I don't know. Maybe this even had something to do with the altitude. Maybe not. Just a five-round fight. It's the last minute of a five-round fight. But the truth is that Usman did kind of go to coast. He He stopped pressing forward. He stopped trying for takedowns or to put him up against the cage or anything like that and I think he just kind of felt like I'm going to f- I think he kind of conceded I'm not finishing this guy. I'm going to stand here at distance with him. Pull up the he stood shot. he stood on the outside with him a little bit and dude fucking Edwards threw this oh beautiful goodness, he, he showed the left and oh bang, fuck, yeah, it, yeah, as such slipped. a beautiful fucking combo. Wow. He oh he lured him into this parry. Walk, walk away, knock out of nowhere. Bang,
1: dude. Oh, my goodness. This is a great I mean, it was just it was perfect. perfect form. Perfect form. Dude, and a really, like, high so high level. Out of nowhere. So out of nowhere. Um, I mean, especially considering how he was so checked out. It was insane. It, like, it, was-, it, it was almost like it wasn't even like the ferocity where it was like he came in and he just threw this it was almost like he was still going through the motions of like he was throwing these one twos well, let me show the- one throw this one let me throw or- the kick let me throw and it was like almost like just textbook perfect form. He's just he threw a great and, kick and, Us- and it landed exactly how it was supposed to land. Well, and it was also him out,
2: dude. It was really, you know, like the thing where he shows him the left hand and Usman parried, you know, right to this like the exact wrong fucking move for what that comp. Okay, whatever. It's it, right the right move to set him up. Like he leaned right into the fucking yeah, yeah. kick. It landed perfect. It was like this perfect, you know, look, it was incredible. It was incredible that he was able to pull that off in the last minute of a fight that he was way down in. And this does, I'll say, this makes things a lot more interesting. In very, the very rare. Now. I
1: mean, you you watch the, you know, just similar bones um, just in terms of uh, how dominant it, it was. But Anderson Silva versus Chael comes to mind um, where, you know, Chael was just losing that fight and threw up that. That's in my top five it's a huge, massive moment.
2: Yeah, um, but yeah, that's that's kind of I'm one that I think, think is what, comparable. Com- well, I mean, well, this here's... this is
1: the biggest comeback in the history of the sport. Well, you have to, in terms of comebacks, of... I've never seen anything
2: like yes, this. comebacks. It's very hard to pull up, pull to up, we'll, pull up some of the top comebacks But, time but you, you know, I'll tell you, even even like a comeback, it's not. It doesn't capture this because there's been amazing comebacks in the sport, you know, before in the UFC and in other organizations and all this shit. But you got to think, Lewis, the, the reason why this is so high up there, and might be my number two, in like the the craziest, the best UFC moments ever, is that this was, Kamara Usman was fighting not only to lap every top contender for a second time, he's beaten everyone, and now this is him beating them the second time over. Uh to it was he was going to tie Anderson Silva's record. For most win, uh, most consecutive wins in the UFC. Oh, wow. He was literally on, like, he was a minute away from really solidifying his case as the greatest welterweight of all time. Not saying you necessarily think he is. You could argue GSP. But he wins this fight, and you go, you know what? There's an argument. There's a real argument to be made. And like, here he is, he just tied, Anderson Silva sitting in the front row watching him about to to take his record. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's right there. So it's like, with the highest stakes, the most on the line, and to, to have it go like that at the end is just fucking bananas. Yeah, it, it, Leon Edwards goes from, I'm about to have my second loss to the champ. Now I'm vanquished into like this kind of no man's land where basically you're kind of, I don't know, man. I don't know. What do you have to do to ever get another crack at the title? Some, kind of Maybe yeah. you never get it. Now, to all of a sudden being like, you're the guy who took out the pound for pound I, pound. I
1: mean, look. So here's the deal. Kamaru Usman, um, he will, uh, in my opinion, he should get an immediate rematch. Sure. They'll more than likely give him an immediate rematch. I couldn't imagine them not. That he went one-on-one with him. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think anybody else makes a case for an immediate rematch. Like no one has a better case yeah, for him. Fucking, yeah, yeah, he's an absolute monster. You know, both these guys are going to go back and they're going to adjust. You know, I still would bet on Kamaru Usman in a rematch, right? Still, and I could be wrong. Very often. The, they'll go back and adjust, and then we're going to see a new Leon Edwards. He's, like, very, we very watched often, that happen with uh,
2: Aljamain Sterling yes.
1: and uh, P- Piotr Jan,
2: right? But, and this is not – he didn't win like that. Very often the the confidence that comes from knocking someone out on cold plus the questioning from the other guy that comes from being knocked out cold by that guy plus the extra money that you get now. You can have the best fucking training camp. You have all the shit. A lot of times that has a major uh, role to play. That being said, I still see your argument where you go, look, here was a guy who outclassed him for four and a half of the five rounds in this fight. You know? So that, or not four and a half, excuse me, uh, three and a half yeah. of the five rounds in this fight. So the, it's very interesting to see who would win uh, in the, yeah. the rubber match. I,
1: I mean, I would just, I, I look at Kamaru Usman. You know, it it didn't really fuck with GSP's legacy of the as the greatest of all time to um, lose to Matt Sarah because he came back and and fucked he him came up. Back so and he destroyed if Rosemon
2: can do that, no. In some ways, I think it makes it even even yes. greater. You know, like yeah, it, yeah. It,
1: it does. And and I think that overall, this you know could just be a blip. It could just be like a like a a, a moment. And look, it's why the sport is actually beautiful. I'm a, you know I know I tweet that generic horseshit, but it's literally why I love this fucking sport. It's because. It's it has the any given Sunday sort of thing rolled up into every second of this fucking sport, um, you know. And we've seen this happen so many times where out of nowhere somebody just fucking gets a knockout. Now it's usually not as high a stakes. It's not a title fight. It's not the implications. So it's not. It doesn't stand out as often. But this is the fucking sport. This is like yeah. the, the most amazing thing. And you could have a guy that on paper he's a fucking ten to one favorite, um, and he could have a moment where he fucking you know slips left you when slip he should one, have one way, way you should know. that's it that's, <laughs> the, that's the whole it, moment dude and it's all gone and it's it's very interesting mixed martial arts has um it's sort of like cruel like that as well oh yeah because you have these guys where it's like when you almost the connors the 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 brock Lesnar's, and the rondos are so rare because it's not even about winning necessarily because those guys all lost and they still were massive stars and they still you know there's another quality because there's nobody in this sport that can just win and win and win and win. And the reason that Khabib stands out and the reason people talk about Khabib be, as being number one pound for pound is because he never did take that
2: loss. Because he left. And yeah. the only re- way you could do that is to leave. And if Khabib didn't leave and he stayed, for eventually someone would fucking get yeah. him. That's We talk about it all the time, but it's like these guys in this sport who look superhuman and then you watch them look so human yeah, and that's just the way it is like it's none of these guys they're all so good and none of them are they're all human beings you know what I mean like and and it fucking you to watch a guy like Usman who you're just like I mean up until that moment you were like, "Holy shit! What this guy's doing to everybody is just incredible." And then you just see him fucking, his eyes rolling in the back of his head on the fucking floor, and you know, fucking wild. It's 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 insane. What? Yeah, what a crazy, um, yeah,
1: what a crazy moment. You know, congratulations to Leon Edwards, the second ever uh, British UFC champion. I know Bisping hates that, and uh, you know, look, you know that that part of the world loves the fucking ufc they, they they really love the ufc so having another british champion fucking massive for that market i know they talked about doing like you know fights at wembley stadium and it's like you know
2: yeah oh yeah first off you open up the uk market in a huge way because this is not just him winning the championship it's him winning the championship in the most crazy way this is going to of course launch him to a whole new level and then also look just for the division now you set up this huge trilogy fight like they were saying might be in wembley stadium then it's if, probably not going to be probably not yeah, but look, what, Leon Edwards isn't selling at Wembley Stadium no maybe not but you know with the UFC behind Leon Edwards in the UK market they're going to do something very well, big look they put Patty Pimblett they put Conor McGregor on the card they
1: fucking throw yeah you, know, you might you there's might there's a, a way something to get really. it you know Bisping's comeback fight against Jake Paul fucking
2: well, well that's know, probably like, not going to happen <laughs> on the UFC but, but
1: they'd, they'd have to do all, they'd have to pull out a lot of stuff. Well, but to...
2: either way it's going to be a huge thing and then <laughs> look if Leon Edwards can get through Uh, um, Usman again well now it's not Usman who's lapped everybody in the division twice he's never fought Colby Covington is that an interesting fight? fuck yeah that's a really interesting fight Uh, look if Masvidal puts a couple wins together He's There's a beef there. That's a big fight. He's a huge star. I mean, there's like... now oh, they you never have did all, that fight, right? They never did it. Oh, my God. There's, now oh. there's... there's... Oh, oh,
1: Masvidal right now is fucking coming all over his face. What's that well, meme from uh, the uh, South Park? So, with South the Park the just all, <laughs> it's all over. It's yeah. come everywhere, dude. dude. Masvidal has to be jizzing everywhere because... Well, that's, and Colby. That's Colby, Colby story, Covington. Colby has to as well, but Masvidal has this fucking
2: moment where he's yeah, fucking yeah. throwing hands where with he, the he champion. Decks him in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. He splits his I forgot all about that So there's just all of a sudden it opens up the division to like all these possibilities yeah. that were kind of, it was kind of stagnant for a while there. But again, Colby Covington, I mean, if you were if from his position or you go, Oh, well, here's a guy who you probably think you can beat. Like yeah. if you have his style, oh, for you sure. go, I think I could fucking like push him back for five rounds. And like, so it's just, there's just a lot of interesting shit that could happen here. It's, it's a big, if, if he can get by Usman again, yeah. of course, then, You know, seeing what happens with uh, the Hamzat Nate fight uh, coming up in a couple weeks, you got to get through Nate Diaz next. So there's uh, there's (laughs) a whole lot of stuff. I mean, Nate Diaz is kind of a legit champion at this point. (laughs) Yeah. um, I mean, he beat Edwards. But and then the Edwards beats the champion. 170 is
1: super fucking interesting again. I love it, yes. dude. Every time the, the championship changes hands like that after a, dominant guy, a guy's been dominant for so long, it only is good for the division. Let's really quickly talk about the co-main event. Are we doing our top five or no? Okay, let's do our top five. Because i, mean, I got to come three. up with Top that. three. No, no, nah, 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 i got to go five. put your top, top moment? What is the best moment
2: in the UFC? All right. So in no particular order, these are the ones I had. So I wrote these down. Nate Diaz versus Conor McGregor. That's the, I'm not the surprised. Yep. That's that's a big one. Uh, Leon versus Usman I feel like has to be on there. Bisping versus Silva was a good one. Uh, Conor sleeping Jose Aldo or also MSG Conor is a good one when he tore apart Eddie Alvarez and then Brandon Moreno becomes champion. And then an honorable mention is when Lewis wins against whoever he's fighting coming up. All right, now you're just kissing ass and you lost a lot of oh points with God. me and Vic. I like that that. you're going to you. uh. I was going to trash you. I was going to trash him up until he said that last thing. That was a great job, Coop. I, I like Moreno as much as the next guy. That one doesn't belong in there at all. There's just way bigger moments than that. I mean, I I would go something like if I was doing my top five. Okay. What do you consider best though? How do you what do you consider it's, best? It's subjective, but just best moments in UFC history. And I'm going with huge, but, so subjective huge to you, moments, huge moments, huge moments that like had, were were just like incredibly meaningful for the sport and humongous. I'd say, okay, uh, number five, I'm going to go GSP beating Matt Hughes. I think that that was a a huge turning of the page of Matt Hughes was like the most dumb and it set up who ultimately became, in my opinion, and Lewis's, the best to ever do it uh, for GSP. Um, Number four... Hmm. I'm debating if this goes to three or four. Mm, okay. Matter. All right. Uh, I'll go with Anderson Silva, Chael Sonnen. Just this incredible moment where the guy who was the pound for pound king at the time got beat fucking. This, it wasn't even like this fight where there was one uh, fucking round that he had won and then dropped the rest of it. Chael Sonnen won every goddamn round of that fight. Fucking dominating him, pulls off this crazy triangle at the fucking end of the fight. After Chael talking all the shit to him, if you remember the moment, just oh, the yeah. most fucking incredible moment ever. Um, I'll say ooh, throwing three in there. I would say Connor sleeping Aldo was that there, there had never been such a hype built yeah. up like Connor was building up, and then to take the champ who had been it had been he was the champion for the entirety of the division. He was just. The, the whole history was Aldo being untouchable, and he slept him with one fucking shot in the very first round. Incredible moment. I'm going to put this, what we just saw, as number two. Wow. I think it was that fucking big. Wow. The pound-for-pound pound king winning the fight. Highest stakes. About to take the record. About to take the record for the most fucking consecutive wins in the UFC history. Anderson Silva in the front row, and he loses it all, and Leon Edwards is, is the new fucking king. And number one is... And you'll give me shit on this for just being a fanboy. But it really is, Nate, fucking up. If you remember, try to put yourself there where Connor becomes the biggest star in the history of the sport. He's bigger than the sport. He's coming off that moment where he slept. Everyone, he had built himself up to such a huge thing and is tearing through everyone at the featherweight division. Then he goes to fight Jose Aldo, the guy who's been the champ the entire time, and sleeps him. He went into that fight walking on water. He was MMA Jesus, the new Michael Jordan of the sport. Ev- just And this was his fight to go become champ champ. RDA gets injured, pulls out of the fight. They throw Nate Diaz in on a couple weeks notice. It's the Conor McGregor show. They're just feeding him his next opponent, is the way everyone sees it. He goes out there and looks great through the first round and then Nate just puts it on him, fucking chokes him out. Um I ain't uh, fucking what was the line? You're I'm not surprised. surprised motherfuckers. Beautiful, greatest moment it's, in my world. It's MMA funny. History. literally you don't have I have 3 moments and
1: not a single one matches. Really? On our list. Not I one. You, not All one. right, what do you got? Okay, uh, my number 3 is uh uh when they invited Vanderlei Silva into the ring after Chocolate l won. and he, and he said oh, I, fuck you. I want to fuck Chuck. <laughs> And we were like, what? Did he just say I want to fuck Chuck? And then we were he like, did. whoa, he did say that. Was it that? Was it fuck? I, f- I remember I what he Yeah, you I, I want th- to fuck Chuck. He was trying to say I want to fight Chuck, but he's a retarded Brazilian.
2: Well, there's uh, he's uh, taking a lot of shots to the head. It's not his first language. My number
1: two biggest moment in MMA history was when the guy came and the other guy, Sushi on the Ultimate Fighter. Do you guys remember that? I don't. Yeah, it was an fighter, dude, and then they kept on eating their food. I'm starting to feel like you're not taking this seriously. I'm taking it's it like seriously, dude. And then he came into the sushi and was like, and, but it was his own sushi, so you didn't like, it wasn't a sex crime or anything. He came into his own sushi and says, all right, I'm going to put it in the fridge. Somebody eats my sushi now. They're eating my cum. That's a very Louis J. Gomez move. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the You'll num- eat your own cum to prove the point. Number one moment in mixed martial arts history was uh, between round two and round three, Louis J. Gomez versus Ryan O'Neal in uh it wasn't in the ufc in our fight that's not the ufc but you know ufc adjacent and uh ellis <laughs> mania 15 and between round two and round three you were coming off a bad round you lost m- the round no i didn't lose the round i well, won I'm the judges I, score card. no you that's not true round. i won that round but we had sort of coasted on that round no i mean the and, literally the judges gave that round you know Bis- bisping uh was in the corner if i recall you lost. Like, hey, hey just land that land that <laughs> overhand right you're landing it at will and, uh, you saw... Did he say anything like, forget about the last round? No, no, no didn't he didn't happen? say that at all. But you actually see a moment. If you want to pull up between round two and round three, you'll see the moment. You know, just pull up round two and play it and its you'll entirety. See... No, no, we don't <laughs> going to pull up round two. That's fine. But if you want to pull up between round two and round three of the Ryan oneal Luis Shea Gomez fight, you'll see the moment on Ryan O'Neal's face where he's broken. There's a moment where he's truly broken, where, <laughs> where Luis J. Gomez is sort of doing a Nick Diaz impression and giving you middle fingers. You go, come on, motherfucker. And the, the ref's going, get in your corner, get in your corner. And you see on Ryan O'Neal's face where he's like, now the ref is a clown wearing one <laughs> boxing club. So don't let
2: that fuck with you.
1: But it is, it was a pretty cool okay, moment. Okay, all right. To be fair, uh, uh, 10% of the proceeds were going to the Ronald McDonald's house charity. So they had to have Ronald McDonald be the referee for the fight.
0: Man, we were just hanging out here having fun tonight. This got t- Hence,
2: 30 seconds. Th- this Bing, is right when they call By the way, the if you hold on, pull it back a little bit. Pull it back a little bit. Just a second. You yeah. wore a shirt. Right there. Hold on, right there. Hold, there. hold on. Just pause it right there. You can see uh, by Bisbing's posture how seriously he's taken this. <laughs> he goes, yeah, I don't know, mate. Throw one, two, maybe. <laughs> maybe that'll do something. Okay. You got to go go right between the rounds. Fuck yeah, you guys.
1: That's right, right there. Right, 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 back up a little. Right, yeah, right, right when we're about to answer the bell. Get that stool out of the way. You'll see it right here. And that was Elvis that oh, was. And Elvis, of did he just punch you get your
2: dick? Fighters, are you ready? See, look. Get back, Ryan. Get, get back, Lewis. Get back, Ryan.
0: <laughs> Let's fight.
2: Wait a minute.
1: It wasn't. Is that between is this See, between two and three? No, this is one and two. two. No, you fucking asshole coop. This is between one and two. We're talking about between two and three. God damn it.
0: Let's go, Lewis. If you're gonna do it,
1: do it. Wait, let's watch them two. Let's watch some round two. No, I think this is round three.
0: Leg kicks, Yeah, Lewis.
1: Thirty seconds. Forty Shut up. All right, seconds. We can probably. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's MMA at its best. Shut fuck up, Vic! How delusional
2: you were after this fight—that <laughs> you got, I mean, as, and you've gotten so much better now. So now you know. And I didn't want to say anything because I was proud of you. It was really, it was, it was cool that you did that. But you were like, dude, I think that was as good as some, MM- as some UFC fights, dude. Like, as And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Dude. No, I said totally. it was exciting. Not <laughs> no. as good in no, no, terms no, no, of no. quality. No, 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 no. What you said. No, I, you know what I meant no you said you went no like sloppy ufc fights i think that was like as good as that and then you were like the cm punk fight you know this and then in my head i was like
1: ah man not <laughs> that was good dude see jock flux in the racist live chat has
2: the the middle fingers that was the moment but it's fine that was that's the moment we were looking for it was a great moment. It was a great moment. I was hyped. Uh,
1: co-main
2: event.
1: Well, real quick, can I give my list?
2: Oh I sure. Like, skipped over there. Please. Oh I yeah, like yeah. I'm of course. Bulbos. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dude. Give your list, or maybe just banter for uh, a little bit. <laughs> well, let me t-
0: let me tell you what happened to me this weekend. All right. No, um, <laughs> I, I want to mention the moments that didn't get that didn't overlap. Bonner versus Griffin, tough finale. I know that's a cliche
2: one, but that was honorable one that mention. Was very significant. It all made right. it made the company.
0: Uh, Shamrock Gracie, the Shamrock Gracie. You got to put something from the old school. In the the Shamrock Gracie rivalry was big for me because I never. But which understood one are initially... you talking about? The first fight
2: or the second fight? The second fight. Because the mainly, second, the fight, second fight, fight was a thirty. I, I'm with you, but it's it was a, a thirty five minute boring draw where literally nothing <laughs> happened the entire fight. Uh, it did grab my attention though, and then uh, here's another
0: significant one that you can crap all over: Rousey versus Carmouche, first uh, UFC women's fight uh Whatever. rousey just had that run i know and then for the uh
2: the mexicanos out there kane beats brock lesnar ufc 121 that that deserves an honorable mention it was a cool fucking moment it was a cool moment uh brock being taken out by kane
1: oh yeah um yeah i mean without a doubt the Forrest Stefan bonner thing is a, a huge massive moment for just for the company mixed martial arts for the ufc um I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Big fucking moments for the company that are standing out in my mind.
2: I mean, look, if you want to take it to that, you know, Hoyce Gracie UFC 1. The little guy winning the entire competition yeah. is kind of what set the whole thing in motion. You so, that's, that, yeah. so that's something you, you could say maybe should be considered. Um, there were... Mm, well, let me try to think. Randy Couture, Chuck Liddell. Well, even in the, that even was a in, big in, one. in the first
1: fight. So this is an interesting thing. I, uh, Chuck, I, I, Chuck I watched Cito. this. I watched this UFC documentary. It's a really cool documentary on the first UFC. I showed it to James. And um, so you remember it was advertised as no holds barred. The only way a fight could be stopped was somebody tapping out or the corner throwing in a towel. Right? There's no referee stoppage. That is that was true in the first UFC. The first UFC. The first fight was stopped by the referee, even though he was—he's was not allowed he was to not do it. Not allowed to stop it. So, so, it was a friend of the family, right? He was a you know lifetime Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy who was refing, and um, the the sumo guy, whatever his name was, he, he was fighting the the tall uh, like Dutch kickboxer guy, uh, Gerard Gordeaux. and Gordeaux kicked him in the face. Remembering his fucking face was just—he fucking- kind of
2: fell to the ground. And he kicked what would be an illegal move today. Yeah. Just soccer kicked him right in the face. His tooth went flying tooth into went, the fucking. And, and
1: uh, one of his teeth was lodged into his foot. He fought with a tooth in his foot that night, uh, Jorgo Um, But that, so then the referee comes in. Yeah, right here. So he falls. He and falls. And then notice boom. Good night. So then the referee stops him.
2: Referee Even though there's him.
1: no, there's no There's no referee stop. That says you could stop. So him. he ended up getting fired for this. This referee, it's really, it's really interesting. Big John talks about it. Big John
2: was like, um, in the the documentary. Big John's the one who insisted on referee stoppages, I believe, for the second one. Yeah, and he was like, "If I'm gonna come back and do this, I have to be able to stop the fight. If it's like, if dude's fucking unconscious and just getting pounded out." But
1: this moment was a sort of set up. Like it sort of set up. It was a big moment. It was the first fight for the first fight, and the but the referee stopping that fight. It sort of set a different tone. Instead of it just being barbaric, I think that moment and that distinction of a professional saying, hey, look, I know what's best for these fighters was a big moment for mixed martial arts. So not only was it the first fight, but just sort of the way that fight ended, I think if he would have kicked him into oblivion to the point where he's like, you know, maybe had brain damage or died or it could have been a different sport. It could have been a completely different sport. It's an interesting point. Yeah.
0: that. Yeah. That I just was... wish... Go ahead, Vic. I was just gonna say, I just wish that ref was at Ellis Mania for Lewis's
2: bike. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Vic. <laughs> it's, um, it it's really crazy to think about it. Like back then, that they even had to like they didn't even think that through. but like, what if the corner doesn't throw in the fucking towel, and someone's just beating the fucking piss out of someone who can't defend themselves? Yeah. Like they didn't really think that they're like, I don't know, we do jujitsu, so whatever. Uh, yeah, the other the other one that I just I mentioned before, but if it, I I don't know if. It, it, If you heard, but, you know, Chuck Tito was a huge fucking moment um, in the sports history. It really felt like that was a big thing where, like, it set up like a different I don't know. Things were just on a different level after that. It was Chuck Liddell when he really became the fucking the star, the face of the organization. And that era is what took the UFC into being like what the UFC kind of is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's, And I'm sure if we really thought about it, we could think yeah. about some other big ones. You know, DeSantos, uh, Kane 3, the first fight on Fox... Oh no! That that was the first the one. It was one. Of the first this party. one was the first fight on Fox. Okay. So, yeah, where Dos Santos knocked out Cain Velasquez. Oh, right,
1: very quickly. That's right, very yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That that was a huge. I remember seeing that. Like people who are like newer fans won't appreciate this, but we watched this shit when it was a huge deal that they were on Spike TV. They were on Spike TV. There were no commercials. Except for UFC commercials because the only way UFC could get it on Spike TV was they just go, we'll pay for the whole fucking thing ourselves. Like we'll yeah. do it. – it was like a crazy thing. And then to get to a point where you were hearing, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da, da 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 and like Fox people were having – the same people who had Tom Brady's game on the day before were having the UFC was humongous now it's like oh that's cool they're doing it on abc instead of espn it's no big thing but no one talked about this shit on any you know major platforms
1: Um, all right dave let's take a quick moment and thank manscaped.com for supporting today's show manscaped.com makes the best below the belt grooming products in the world okay they got it all okay but really what i want to talk about is the lawnmower 4.0 uh Mm -hmm. it's their trimmer dude i'll tell you right now don't mow your lawn with it i made that mistake you probably mow your lawn with it Quietly, and you can do it in the dark. But it's really for your pubes. Okay? I got a
2: five by five inch square <laughs> of my lawn. It's going to take you perfect. It's going to take you a long time. I gave up after that. I'll okay, be but honest. it takes
1: a short time if you're doing below the belt grooming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you right now, I do it in the shower because it's waterproof. It takes me maybe a minute to trim down there. I get it nice and groomed. It looks as good as it's ever looked. I would it looks not as good as it can look. It looks still not good. It looks great, but better. You shut your face. It looks fucking great. Okay. It's super easy to use. It's super quiet. They have a quiet stroke technology, and it's nearly impossible to nick yourself. The reason I I would not groom myself is because I used to just use a Bic razor and I would slice my dick. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever sliced your dick with a Bic. That should be a thing that is that is that are slang. It's what I'm into. You don't need to do it. Okay, you well, can use you the lawnmower to? 4.0. It's going to be nearly impossible to trim you to to cut yourself or nick yourself. You should get the package though. So the package is the perfect gift for that that special man in your life. Uh, the lawnmower 4. 4.0 includes the trimmer. The Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair trimmer, which I love, dude. Just zoom, zoom, within a, one second. What does it sound like, that? Zoom, zoom. Your nose and ear hair oh, is sorry. absolutely gone. You do the
2: sound for me one more time.
1: Zoom, zoom. Is someone shaving in the here? The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Toner, the Performance Boxer Reefs, and the Travel Bag to hold it all together. That's a package that all comes together. You can get that. You get a bunch of different products. Go to manscaped.com, and when you check out, use the promo code YO-MMA for 20% off your entire order. Plus free shipping. Once again, that is promo code YoMMA for twenty percent off and free shipping. All right, where were we? Let's real quick because we do, we only have a little bit of time left. All right, here, let's go through fucking... let's go through some
2: of the other fights. This was um, good though. I liked this. That was great. Um, so co-main event almost as good as the banter.
1: Almost as good. Uh, co-main event. It was Luke Rockhold versus uh, Paulo Costa. Paulo Costa defeats Luke Rockhold via unanimous decision, 30-27 on all three scorecards. Both these guys get uh, fight of the night fifty thousand dollars bonuses, even though they've both been critical of the UFC and they're, they're not the the you cool. know, UFC's favorite fighters or favorite people. Um, I mean, look, dude. You know what? What is the, what is the story from this fight? You know, it's Luke Rockhold can fucking take a licking and keep on taking. It. Is that the story? I think that's the biggest. Like, you know,
2: uh, yeah. it's a big. Story. He retired.
1: He retired. Uh, he. I mean, he just showed so much resolve, so much heart, just fucking got his
2: ass beat. I've never seen somebody really get commended so much for getting their ass kicked. Well, it's an interesting, it's kind of a unique situation, right? So Luke Rockhold is kind of like a guy like, um, you know, like Cody Garbrandt, kind of, he was in that type of situation, you know, where it's hard... <laughs> It's so bizarre. It's kind of like on the theme of what we were talking about before, right? Like how Usman goes from being this guy who's the fucking the greatest, you know, ever in the division to being the guy whose eyes are rolled back in the back of his head. But you have some of these guys, and I'd say uh, Luke Rockhold, Cody Garbrandt was the, other, was the one that just came to my mind, where when he beat Dominic Cruz, he looked like, you go, this guy might be the champion for seven years and go on an incredible run where no one can touch this guy. I think this might be the pinnacle, the best guy we've ever seen, you know? When Luke Rockhold fucked up Chris Weidman, you know, it was like, dude, this guy is incredible. He might go on a 5-6 year run of just being this fucking like yeah. unbelievable champion in the division. And when Michael Bisbing took the fight with him on short notice, you know, it was like, dude, the last time he fought Michael Bisbing, he fucking caught him with a head kick and then one arm guillotine choked him and like, oh shit. And now Bisbing's taking this on short notice. This is, and then Bisbing just fucking – I started looking uh, you know, for a new co-host on the show. I remember. I, I remember like, you I calling like, dude, frantically. You're like – I mean, you know. but uh, And then Bisbing knocks him out in this unbelievable fucking upset. Then what? what is he, he – after that, he suffers knockout losses to uh, Yoel Romero then goes up, fights Jan, gets knocked out by him. All of these were getting caught with shots and put away. And now all of a sudden there, he's this guy who's just been like on this losing streak. And, you know, it's it's amazing how quickly you can go from being this guy to this guy. And the, the knock on him was that uh, he has no chin. You know, if you catch him, you know, you're going to put him away. So there was something kind of cool about that. I found myself... As a lot of people, I think, rooted against Luke Rockholt for a lot of his yeah. career. He's kind of got this thing. He's arrogant. He's dick, arrogant. Kind of dickish, very good-looking guy. Yeah. You kind of root for he's I a was, guy,
1: he's the guy that fucks your girlfriend doesn't call her back. She cheats on you with yeah, him. Yeah, and then, and he's, then like, he's
2: a dick. And then, then he's a dick to And her. then you're sitting there talking to her about how he was such a dick. yeah. Fuck you, Luke Rockhold. that guy. But I'll tell you, I found myself rooting for him in this fight. Because there was something about that. And that that happens in MMA a lot where the guys you used to hate Toward the end, you're pulling for him, and you want them to... And it was cool to see this moment. We've never really seen this from him before, where he was exhausted. He was exhausted after round one. He was hurt. He was bloodied. He couldn't fucking close his mouth because the blood was leaking into his fucking mouth. His nose was probably broken. And he fucking thought his heart out. He was that that one sequence where he's screaming fuck you to yeah. him and then cracks him with the big fucking shot. Yeah. And there and then the weird thing where he's like just smearing his blood on him at the that end. That
1: was one of the most savage moments. It should be illegal. Broad, I, don't, right? I don't think you should be able to purposefully <laughs> shoot blood <laughs> from your nose into somebody's mouth and face. I would fucking I would be furious. Times are tapping look at him (laughs) and it was
2: the weirdest
1: part it's rancid it's a a bad it's it's, it's
2: poor sportsmanship it was the weirdest part is you could kind of look if there were two minutes left in the round you could maybe think in some weird way this is a strategy i'm gonna get blood in this guy's eyes Get him all fucking covered in blood, and now I'm going to start. But he had 15 seconds left. This was your only shot to start raining blows. He goes, nah, (laughs) I'm not Not doing that.
1: Just so you know, you're going to eat my nose blood. That's so fucking (laughs) nasty, dude.
2: It's so nasty. But that aside, you know... I don't know. I thought when, when Rogan gave him his like final interview and he retired and he was like, well, dude, you've been a legend. It's been an honor to call your fights. It was a cool – I was kind of like happy for Luke Rockhold that at least he went out on a fucking badass. There, there was something cool about the fact that – dude, he was – and I think it was the altitude maybe being off for a while, whatever. But he was – I've never seen Luke Rockhold like this before. No, he was gassed. One round after one round and, and people – you know, uh, uh, Paul Acosta took him down and everyone was saying – Well, you know, Paulo doesn't have the best cardio in the world, so maybe this is actually good for Rockhold, because he's a really good grappler. Paulo is going to be tired. And by the beginning of the second round, you were like, Luke Rockhold is gassed. I mean, gassed, like I said before, like old school UFC, you don't see anymore. Putting your hands on your knees, fucking gassed. And he hung on and fought for another two rounds and kept fucking... He was throwing all types of spinning back kicks and yeah. shit, and fighting, it, you know.
1: Hey, dude, look, Luke Rockhold, tons of heart. Um, I, I don't think I think he knew he was going to probably retire going into this fight. Uh, I think he didn't want to get stopped in his final fight. Yeah, you know, you know, I think so. Going out on a shield like that, the, the way that he did it, it's you know, it's very memorable. People will the story of Luke Rockhold will be like, God damn, what a fucking last fight, dude. He really tried. Um, and you know, Paula Costa moves ahead, moves forward, looks as good as he's ever looked. I mean, look, I, it wasn't as good as he's ever it's, looked. It's an older Luke Rockhold, but dude, he fucking looked great in that fight, dude. And Luke Rockhold, not for nothing, is a fucking
2: absolute killer. So um, you know, I, I don't. You know, I think for Paulo Costa, le- with Paul- Paulo Costa, it leaves you with a little bit of a like, eh. You, you, you. it wasn't as good as he's looked like a killer before the fucking yeah. title fight. He looked like a killer. He didn't quite look like a killer in that fight. We'll see where he goes from this. I think he's a long way off from making another run to a title shot.
1: Yeah. Um, let's see. Jose Aldo. Yeah. Uh, Jose Aldo.
2: Marab. Divish, uh, Try again. Come on, Lewis. It's not it. that hard. Come on, man.
1: You're so close. <laughs> Shut up, dude. Uh, hold on. Hold on. I'm being supportive. Oh. Get- I think it's pronounced De-va- uh, uh, Shut up dude You don't even know Why would you even Dammit come in I,
2: mean, yeah, I, the confidence. I believe it's pronounced Through that he was he so good goes, Worse I, than I believe it's pronounced De-valishvili. De-valishvili. De-valishvili.
1: Um, Anyway Marab Defeats Jose Aldo The unanimous decision um, You know I think people wanted to see a more exciting fight across the board,
2: of course. You know, it it was. um... It was a fight where you go, I don't know how else to say this. It sucks that we have to give this to you. Like, it's like the whole fight was him trying to take Jose Aldo down and could not. But with every one of those attempts, he'd fail on the takedown and then push Jose Aldo up against the cage. It would take Jose Aldo a little while to get him off of him. Then he'd stop. Again, now I guess in that situation, you go, I guess I really can't give it to the guy who's just defending the takedowns and being pushed against the yeah. cage. But at the same time, you're like, I- so now you have to give a win to someone for failing on takedowns and yeah. pushing someone. I mean, look, Marat was
1: in a situation where if he beat Jose Aldo with like with a really fucking great He's stoppage not- or even an exciting fight, dude, he might be the guy. You know, Chido Vera, um, he had such a great performance. That it was like he needed to come out and do that. He needed to do what Cheeto did and have one of these fucking you know crazy ass performances, crazy stoppage. Um, and he didn't. Safe win. Um, Jose Aldo weirdly, I, he thought he won the fight. Like
2: he, like he like he you know, didn't really his, have any urgency
1: to do anything either. Well,
2: it, you know, it's almost like what Jose Aldo showed in this fight, right? Is that there's um there's a uh like a slight there's a difference between being able to stop someone from taking you down and make someone strike with you, right? Yeah. Like, there's a difference between those two things. And he was able to stop him from taking him down. He stopped every single one of his attempts. I mean, he must have had, like, something like 15 takedown attempts that were all stuffed. And this guy's a monster takedown artist, you know? He stuffed all of them. Great. But that's not the same as being able to make him fight in your world. You mm. know what I mean? And so it was just that difference. It You know, it's an interesting thing where you go, Jose Aldo... What is obviously he's a, I mean, he's a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt, but what he's known for in MMA is being a devastating striker. That's always been like his fucking thing. And so his entire career, most of his opponents have been trying to take him down because he's a fucking crazy striker. But if you think back on it, no one's ever beaten him like that. No one really ever beats him by taking him down and holding him down for that. He's got incredible takedown defense. The only guys who beat him were, uh, Volkanowski and Max Holloway and uh Conor McGregor and the guys who and uh Peter Yan the guys who could beat him in stand up. Yeah. Like but this this thing of trying to take this guy down uh, he is incredible takedown defense. So it just made for a fight where it was like you know, it was unsatisfying. Yeah. Very unsatisfying. Fight,
1: you know? uh, I mean, look dude for, uh, from Rob, obviously, you know, it's, it's not a bad thing to beat a legend. Gotta win over. And, and not just, but not just he's a legend not gonna, in the
2: past, a legend, like one of the
1: top guys in the, not going to, not going to be able to get a title shot off, not of, right that. off of that. And no. also I guess he's a training partner of Aljamain Sterling. He said he wouldn't fight Aljamain. You still want to hear that either. You're like, dude, I mean, oh, you know, what right. are you?
2: <laughs> have fun, dude. I won't fight for the title. Good. We didn't want you to. <laughs> yeah
1: dude. <laughs> all right. Um, um, but yeah, dude. Uh, so now I guess realistically speaking, we have. It's not it's not a foregone conclusion that Chido Vera is going to get a title shot, but it really looks like, depending on what happens with Piotr Jan and O'Malley, because I could see the UFC. If O'Malley comes out and beats
2: Piotr Jan, I could see them easily giving O'Malley a title and shot and over Chido over Vera. If, P- if Piotr Jan comes out and beats the dog shit out of Sean O'Malley. I think it's quite possible that he ends up getting a fucking title shot. Now, look, I, look. If uh, let's just say, hypothetically, uh, which I, is kind of what I think is going to happen, is that Jan just fucks up Sean O'Malley, right? Fucks him up in like a classic uh, Jan fashion. And then TJ Dillashaw wins the fucking fight. And he's the new champ. Yeah. Are you telling me there's any fight you want to see more than that? Yeah. To me, that's the who's the best in the division fight. And right. I can't, my guess is that that's what's going to happen with both of those fucking fights. Yeah. So if that happens, as I I think it. When will. When is TJ fighting Aljamain? Um, I don't know. I have to check on that. Yeah. And when I say I'd have to check, I mean one of the people behind <laughs> me should, should be checking immediately. <laughs> um, but if that happens, I just I don't know. I just think it makes more sense even than uh than than either of those guys. Yeah. Just makes more sense. It's those look, are the best guys in the division. 135's a
1: fucking dope-ass division right Yeah, it's right real now. good. Uh, best you, ever let uh, me ever question. October 22nd. October 22nd. October 22nd. Beautiful. Do, you think, do you think if Sean O'Malley beats Piotr Jan that they should give him the title shot over Cheeto Vera, considering the fact that Cheeto Vera has a... A win, even though it wasn't like you know. Uh, worst case scenario, you can say there's like an asterisk there. Best case scenario,
2: uh, oh over. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm it's sorry. It's not an I asterisk. Was it was saying.
1: just. A, it was sort of a freak injury. Let
2: me say yes, it, my in, answer in, is yes because it, you can say that. Look, there is. It's not. A, there's something there. It's not exactly a clean win. Let's say, yeah. and you know what? I I just say beating Jan is a whole different level than beating. Frankie Edgar, and uh, Dominic Dominic Cruz, Cruz, who I I fucking have nothing but love and respect for, who are two legends, Hall of Famers. But beating Jan right now is taking out who many think is actually the best fighter in the division in his prime. Yeah, And And also,
1: not for nothing, you have Cheeto versus O'Malley as a big, big, big money title fight. Down Once the he's line, there, yeah. If he's there, right? Right. Um, which is great. And also, both those guys are super marketable. Both those guys fucking have, you know, embody the whole badass UFC but, fighter but, spirit.
2: But right now, O'Malley is, as we've said many times, O'Malley is a much bigger star than his record justifies him yeah, being. Of course. And if he beats Pyrrha Jan. Then he's now he's justified at being this and this, ba- so you have to give that guy the super title excited shot.
1: that that whole little fucking you know tournament happening at one thirty five right now is pretty fucking dope. Really, for the first time, I think, ever, I'm really, really excited about 135. Um, So that's the the division to sort of keep your eye on right now. We're going to wrap this one up. Uh, Victor, we got to run because we got to go to Legion of Skanks right after this. Uh, We'll be on next week. I'm not going to be here next week. I'll be in Italy next week. We're going to have a surprise uh, special guest host with Dave Smith next week. Best episode ever. Next week. (laughs) Um, but we'll check you guys then. Shout out one more time to yokratom.com for supporting today's show. Home of the $60 kilo. Go support Yo Kratom, And we'll check you guys next week. Peace.
2: Yo!